Entry five, lessons on eBooks. LinkedIn post starts. Is the eBook dead? I had a great debate on this with Chris Walker of Refine Labs yesterday. So here's my take on the eBook. It should always be the output of a larger SEO content strategy. It should be the end result of an incremental value content deposits across a quarter. These incremental content deposits act as your litmus test to the level of engagement you will get from your eBook. They are your MVP tests. If the content is quality and the targeting is right, your follow-up isn't wasted effort. Use specialist MDRs, not SDRs, to run your follow-up. Ensure the MDRs are incentivized and measured to drive results that make your ebook ROI positive. Get more creative with how you promote your ebook. GIFs, short videos, webinars, there is huge value there. For us, the ebook is very much alive and well. 49 deals, 50k MRR, 600k ARR in the past five months. To listen to the full debate, check out the link in the comments. And, the big, th- and big thanks to Chris, as it's always good to challenge your own thinking. And Chris had some great insights and perspective to offer as well. LinkedIn post ends. There's a big part of me that believes anything done well can work. And we definitely got good at the ebook game. We used subject matter experts to create genuinely valuable content. We always made sure there were loads of actionable takeaways and tactics inside. And we led with those up front. We wanted to make sure that people knew the quality they would get when they signed up, minimizing any trickery and showing the value off the bat. We were able to get downloads of our eBooks for about $10, which is actually unheard of on LinkedIn. And we used to get pretty consistent feedback from our LinkedIn account managers about this as well. We also got really good at converting those leads. I've mentioned this in the diary before, but we carved out the role of the MDR. The MDR role focused solely on converting marketing generated demand. Because they were solely focused on these leads, they became brilliant in getting them over the line. Plus the feedback loop between them, our prospects, and then back to us was really valuable. We knew which content resonated and which didn't. We started to understand what assets made conversations and pitching easier for our MDRs and which didn't. We took our conversion rate from lead to sales qualified opportunity where it was 5% and we managed to get it up to 15%. So that was really what helped to make this model so predictable and effective for us. However, there were still limitations. We did get to a point of diminishing returns. Yes, we had this predictable engine where we were generating MQLs for $10 each, converting at a rate of 15% from content lead to SQO. Those would close at a rate of around 12%, which was much likened to our outbound close win rate. And we knew that one MDR needed 400 MQLs a month to keep them at capacity. This gave us a really simple model. It was easy to demonstrate to finance what our spend might look like from content and what the revenue we could expect back from that was. But we ran into a problem. It only worked for the certain stage of growth we were at. Once we became more aggressive, this model was no longer viable. Another problem we ran into was more of a team people issue. Salespeople get a lot of kudos gratification from booking a meeting from a cold call. But for whatever reason, there's a perspective that a lead coming from a content download was an easier sell. As we know from my first diary entry, that is certainly not the case, or at least it wasn't for me. However, that was definitely the perception. So somehow there was less satisfaction coming from those deals. One way we got around this was to make the MDR role a promotion from SDR before becoming an AE. Not only did it help with branding the role, it also lent itself um, well as part of the experience and training in the sales team's progression. But as we came to terms with the fact that there were no longer we were no longer getting the results that we needed as we scaled, it became clear we had to rethink this process as part of our overall strategy. I still hold the belief that if we were at the same stage of growth as, as before, we could still be successful using this method. As I said at the beginning of the century, anything done well can work. 
However, I do feel like today's bars are no longer interesting and downloading an ebook. That's not how they want to engage with content anymore. They don't want to give up their details for a 20-page PDF, and I believe there are better ways to engage with your audience. Personally, if I was starting day one at Congress all over again, I wouldn't roll out the ebook play. I would go with demand generation approach that we have now. That being said, I think if you applied all the learnings that we did back then, there's no reason you couldn't still find success using it. If you felt it had to be part of your overall strategy. I know it sounds like I'm very evangelical about demand gen, and I am now, but I wasn't always by the, and you can see that from this post. It's a kind of a funny story. I'm sure you all have heard of Chris Walker. If you've looked into demand gen before, he's extremely passionate about it. He was all over LinkedIn being, let's say, negative about the ebook. At this time, I was still finding a lot of success with the ebook model. So I felt a little defensive. I thought I'd go head to head with him and debate it out. I got him onto the Cognizant podcast where we discussed the ebook and its place in the marketing function. We had a really interesting conversation, but I remember he said to me, I want to do this again in a year's time and you tell me where you are then. I was pretty adamant that I wouldn't change my mind, but after seeing the scalability issues with our model and being exposed to more of his content, well, I did start to change my mind. He was right after all.